begin, Baruch Hashem, another day, a new day, it's not even good to say another day, another day is like, uh, it's like connected to the day before, a day, good morning, good, good, good morning to life, right, as we, uh, as we always remind ourselves that life is right now. Life is happening now, and any changes that we want to make, any changes that we all want to make, which is what we do want to do, each and every one of us wants to change, and we want to grow, and it's difficult to change. It's difficult for a person to grow. Uh, one of the hardest things for a person to do is to go against his nature, to go against his teva, to go against what he's natural his natural inclinations, and one of the greatest things that holds a person back from changing is his flow of, of the past, is that you're going in a certain direction, so it's hard to stop oneself to, you know, the, to, to change. The example I give, you look in the mirror and you see a different person there, you'd scream, right? Imagine you look in the mirror in the morning and like, you know, there's a... Uh, you know this. Uh, even if it's, uh, you know, you know the great, the most good-looking actor in the world. <clears throat> you know, but you look in the mirror and you changed. So even if you change for better, thank you so much, Itzy. Even if you change for better, it's very scary. Change is very, very scary for a person because this is the flow that I'm in. This is what I'm doing, and change means I got to change my friends, maybe. Maybe I'm going to be lonely. Maybe I'm not going to be accepted. Maybe, maybe this is going to happen. Maybe that is going to happen. It's, it's scary. It's very scary for a person. And the Yitzhahara, of course, adds on to that. The Yitzhahara makes it very hard for a person to change because that's the purpose of life. Ultimately, the purpose of life is that we're, we're here on this world to grow. We're, that's what we're here to do. We're here, a, a chai, someone who's alive, someone who's happy, is somebody who's growing, somebody who's, who's developing. When a person is stagnant, a person's stuck, right? that's very, very difficult for a person to be stuck and to, be, to say that I can't change this, I can't change this. And like we said yesterday, we said yesterday that the challenge becomes when we, when we have trouble accepting the things that we can't change, but recognizing that maybe I could change in my, in my, the way I look at the thing that I can't change. Maybe I have to change. Maybe I could accept the fact that my mother won't change, my father won't change, my, my situation won't change, but I can change the way I look at my situation. And then there are things, that's number one. So number one is I could change internally. I might not be able to change my roommate, but I could change the way I look at my roommate. So there is always something that I could, that I could look at differently. And then there are things that I actually could change, right? A person says something about himself. How could I be happy? How could I you know, become more whatever it might be? Those are things that I, that I could do, right? As we say, you know, grant me the, the ability to, to change the things that I can. I can change a lot of things about myself. And those could be physical things. Sometimes you could change your roommate. Sometimes you could say, okay, why are you complaining about your roommates? Go leave your room. 
you could change your roommate. That you could do. Right? You don't want to say that that you don't. You know, you're not happy with your wife. You could change your wife, right? That's not something we want to do. But you know, sometimes that that people do that as well. Sometimes that that's just life, the way life goes. So it's not always a person has to be very clear about the things that he can change and the things that he can't change. But even the things again that you can't change. It's very, very important for a person to realize what part of that thing can I change. And once a person realizes that, that's where power comes in, that's where happiness comes in, that's really where life comes in, where a person says, you know what, I want to change, I want to change my life, and I'm going to change my life, and I'm going to figure out a way to change my life. And that's why we start off with Hilchus Lashon Hara. The power of speaking Lashon Hara the power of speaking Lashon Hara, as we're going to learn about today, is that it's a very, very dangerous thing when a person is living in someone else's life. When a person is living in the world of someone else's world, especially at your age, especially when you're developing yourself, when you're developing yourself, when you're 18, 19, 20 years old and you're developing yourself, you want to, you want to try as best as you can to really invest. Right? When do people go to medical school? This is when you go to medical school. You go to medical school when you're 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, 26, 27. Why? Why then? You go to law school. You start your business. You start your, or if you're learning Torah, you, that's when you get really, really into learning. Why? Because that's when you're beginning to develop who you are. And it's so, so, so important for a person to be able to focus on himself, especially you guys, especially you guys where the where the um, media, the media and the distractions are so powerful. Right? We spoke yesterday, I still gotta get that clip. I forgot to text my cousin. Rabbi Tversky says, Rabbi Tversky says that, and I said this yesterday, that, they're, that they're, the Yitzhahara, the inter- internal Yitzhahara that a person has is one thing that you have to fight. You have to fight your own Yitzhahara. But there's a whole nother Yitzhahara out there that is, that is working very hard to, to, to attack us. It's working on a, on a daily basis with hundreds of millions of dollars working to, to enhance the distractions of life. And we have to be very, 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 very careful in that because when we don't, when we don't focus, when we don't focus, and it's a daily, and I was speaking to someone yesterday, they were saying like, oh, you know, seminars, seminars are great. And I suggest people to go to seminars. I've gone to many, 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 many seminars. But one thing I can tell you about a seminar is that it's only for a week. So the chasaran, is there a tissue around? The chasaran of a seminar is a person goes for a week, right? He goes for a week and he thinks, thank you very much. He goes for a week and he thinks that, okay, uh, why, why, why is that popular? Thank you. Of course it could change your life. Seminars have changed Seminars have changed my life. But one thing I could say, thank you, Yitzhi. One thing I could say is that, is that the, the, the point sometimes is a person wants to say, okay, I clicked and that's it. I've changed for life. You don't change for life. It doesn't work like that. Life is something that you every day have to focus every week. A person has to re-evaluate who he is, what he's doing, why I'm here on this world, how could I change? What could I do? And again, I want to be very clear. It doesn't mean that a person can't change by saying, okay, I need to go on vacation more. 
People think that change means, oh, I got to work harder. For a lot of people, it's you got to work harder. But for a lot of people, it's, it's okay, I got to learn how to, how to work better with myself. Sometimes we're the biggest critic of ourselves. We're, we're terrible on ourselves. We, 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 we really, really are mean to ourselves internally. And a person has to work with himself. A person has to learn to work with himself. And when a person's speaking Lashon Hara and you're part of a group and it's hard when you're younger and you have peer pressure and there's chevra and you want to belong to a group and you don't want to be the outsider. Sometimes it's very, very hard for a person to be part of, part of something that is, uh, that is negative. It's hard when you're alone. It's very hard when you're alone. You don't want to be alone. You want to be part of the chevra. You want people to accept you. So sometimes a person is willing to sacrifice his principles and his morals and his you know, connection to himself for other people. Sometimes a person will do that. And that's very, very dangerous for a person to do that because especially at this stage in your life, because this is the stage, and even when you're older, even when you're older, it's a dangerous thing for a person do, to do. But, but there at least you have your home, you have your wife, you have your family, you have your, your set up. So yes, you could be focused on other people, but at the end of the day, you're, you, come back, you come back to yourself. When you're younger, this is the time for a person to really learn to de- develop himself and really focus on himself very, in a very deep way. So with that in mind, let's begin, or a question, comments, and then let's begin with, uh, with the halacha, with the Hilchus Hashanara. Question, comments, mayor, someone? Yaakov? Okay. Yoni? Okay, so let's begin. Let's begin with the halacha. Okay, when a group of people are talking Lashon Hara before you enter the conversation. So last time, right, we're on page 112, uh, 295, day 112. Says the Chavetz Chaim, when a group of people are talking before you enter the conversation. So yesterday we spoke about what if you are actually sitting in a group and someone starts talking Lashon Hara. Now listen to this. Says the Chavetz Chaim in Hilchus Lashon Hara, Vav, Vav, Tes, Talib. Chavetz Chaim makes it clear that the halachas mentioned before were meant only in the event that you are sitting in a group and while you are sitting there, someone starts talking Lashon Hara. What do I do if I'm sitting in a group and the guy starts talking Lashon Hara? So we spoke about that yesterday. You try and to stop him. If you, can, if you can't stop him, then you close your ears. If not, you can walk away. Uh, you definitely can't be satisfied and enjoying and laughing and being part of it. But he says, what say if a group is already talking Lashon Hara and one comes over in order to listen? Or one finds company with people who habitually talk Lashon Hara. This I've heard many times. This is not a good thing. This is not a good thing, says the Chavetz Chaim. If you are in a situation where people are constantly talking Lashon Hara, then, like we've said many times, you've got to ask yourself, what am I doing there? What am I doing there? And it's difficult if a person lives in a family and everyone's sitting around talking Lashon Hara. That's very, very challenging what a person could do. In the will of Rebelezer Agadol, he writes to his son. Listen to what he says. Keep away from groups 
who tend to talk Lashon Hara, for when Hashem writes down conversations in Sefer HaZichronos, all the participants, even those who haven't even opened their mouths, will be given are part of that group. The Chavetz Chaim adds that it is forbidden to live in a community or in a place where people talk Lashon Hara. And now one of the things we're going to say, one of the things we talk about a lot, is that um, when a person is speaking Lashon Hara, right, it's no different than someone going ahead and taking a baseball bat and hitting someone over the head with a baseball bat. So if you're part of a family, or if you're part of a group of people, or your roommates are sitting around speaking Lashon Hara, they're sitting there talking about other people, and you're just sitting there watching it, uh, you know, go by and watching it happen and you're okay with that, then, you know, that's a big, big problem. It's a big problem um, if you are doing that. Number one, number one, it'll, it'll affect you very much. It affects a person if he's just okay with other people, you know, doing something wrong. You're just sitting there while other people are, uh, you know, are, are, are smashing someone. And like we've said many times, if, if, if someone's speaking Lashon Hara, they speak Lashon Hara. It means they're going to speak about you as well. Sometimes people think, oh, he's my close friend. He's not talking about me. He's talking about that guy. But a person who speaks Lashon Hara, a person who, who speaks about other people, will definitely speak about you as well. And if a person doesn't learn, if a person doesn't learn to be sensitive, I think that's the word, if you don't learn to be sensitive to it, and it's, it's okay if it bothers you. It's good if it bothers you. It's good if you're in a situation and it bothers you that people are speaking Lashon Hara. They're speaking about other people. You want to sort of get used to in your life not speaking about other people. You're not interested in speaking about other people. You want to speak about the people who are right in front of me, right here. Let's talk about us. Let's not talk about anyone who is there. Now, besides the fact that you're speaking Lashon Hara, just to, chaz that, just to, review, just to review what we're saying, it's a whole entire focus on your life. Is your life that uh, miserable that you got to talk about other people and what they're doing? Is it, the, is it the shot that I don't have anything really going on in my life, that the entertainment of my life and the excitement of my life comes from other people and comes from the outside? A person wants to make it, he wants it to be that my, the excitement of my life comes from me from my life, from what I'm doing, from my world. Yes, Shimmy. Well, how are you in a situation of um, people talking about people who are talking about other friends and they're talking about other people? Now, well, one more time. Well, how are you in a situation where people are talking about other people? Like, you with, you with other friends and they're talking about other people? They're not actually talking about them in a negative way. They're just discussing other people. Right, so that's... So... so how do you react to that? Right, so I would, I would say... I would try and it's easier then to change the conversation. Most of the time, if people are talking about other people, it will lead to talking Lashon Hara just because you're, if you're in the world of other people, if people sit around and all they talk about is other people, then it's going to 100% start leading to something negative about someone. What, you're going to start just saying, oh, we only talk great things about other people. And like the Chavetz Chaim says, you start talking and you say something about a friend that one of the friends doesn't like. And you start saying, oh, he's a great guy. Say, oh, he's not such a great guy. Lashonara. Oh, I love that guy. Yeah, he's okay. Lashonara, right there, straight up. So once I'm in the world 
of talking about other people, and it's difficult. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not disagreeing. It's difficult because most people, it's not that they want to talk about other people. No one wants to talk about somebody else. But I don't have what to do myself. So I'm talking about somebody else. We don't realize how, how much time and energy we, spo- we focus on other people and that we don't focus on ourselves. So, yeah. Okay, thank you, Shimmy. Amazing. Beautiful, Shimmy. Beautiful. Love it. Love it. Great question. Yes, Penny. Can he just walk away when they start talking about Lashon? Can he? I'm saying, like, it's yeah, it depends what your group is. When you're talking about other people, just wait until they start and then walk away. That... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, it depends who the guys are. If it's your close friends, you can say whatever you want to say. Again, I don't know how it works socially. I'm not, I haven't been in that, like, in that forum so much with other people. I don't know how that works with teenagers and guys. What? No, you could talk about other people. He doesn't say you're not allowed to talk. I'm suggesting to stay away from talking about other people. That's what I'm, I'm saying there. No, doesn't it say that? Like, you shouldn't talk good about someone? Oh, you not can't talk about good. You can, so in front of someone's enemy, you're not allowed to like, praise someone. That, that you have to be careful. That the Chavaz Chaim says. But stop talking about other people. You can. I just warn everyone, don't even talk about other people. You have to be very, very careful. Be very careful. It's not, you're, it's not us to talk about other people. You're allowed to talk about other people. It's not Lush and if you talk about other people. I just say that learn not to talk about other people. Train yourself. Even a guy. Are you allowed to talk Lashon about a guy? Yes, it's not Lashon But I don't even want to talk about a guy negative because I don't want to talk about people in a negative way. I don't want to. I'm not talking about, talking about uh, you know, uh, uh, Russia. You know what I mean? I'm talking about Stam. I don't want to talk about... I don't want to talk... I don't want to, two things. I don't want to talk about other people. And I don't want to see the negative in other people. Right? I have that in Shaduchim. They call me up. Oh, so tell me something good about the guy. I have this question all the time. Could you tell me something good about the guy? And tell me something negative about him. And I'm like, I, I try not to see the negative in someone. I have no idea what you're talking about. What, what does that mean? So does it tell you something negative about them? I don't... What does that mean? I'm serious. I get that like all the time. Could you tell me... Something that he is, you know, uh, a weakness that he has. I'm like, what? what? No, I don't even know. I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know. I can tell you my weaknesses, but I can't tell you his weaknesses. I don't know. I only see the, the beauty in him. What, what does that mean? <clears throat> now, that doesn't mean that you're not allowed to. doesn't mean you're not allowed to talk about other people. I just know the way it works. People who talk about other people are avoiding talking about themselves or they're bored. Who's got time? Who's got time to sit around to talk about other people? Who wants to? Ugh. Ugh. Why would I want to sit there while I'm eating my steak and enjoying my friends talk about some, you know, why would I want to talk about, like, some other guy's life? Like, like are you that? And I, and I mean it. Like, that's what you're sitting around for an hour talking about, like, someone else's, like, life? Like... To me, it's like you're, and I'm, I'm sorry to call us all out like that. I mean, I don't, Baruch Hashem, I'm like totally like, I like get nauseous from these things. But if you're around people who are, who are like that, and, or you're like that, like I, I'm just going to say it straight, like 
you're that big of a like a like a I don't, don't want to say it, but like you're really that big of a loser. Your life is so miserable. I mean it. Like you're miserable that all you're doing is talking about everybody else. Like like ugh, that's like gross. Like what? Like I'm sorry that I'm saying it like that, but I'm really just being open and honest with everybody. Like I really just don't get it. You know, it's like you're you're not you're not really living your life. You're living someone else's life. Like you're occupied, your mind is into everyone else's life. And I'm not even talking about like Ukraine and Russia and the news. That's a whole different category, right? Okay, people are interested a little bit, but you talk hours about that also. It's like unless you're a politician, unless you're going to speak to Putin, you're going to speak to, you know, you know Biden. I don't know, unless you're like involved in the government and you have a say, like who cares, you know, I mean, we care because you want to say the Jews are there, whatever. It is. <coughs> yeah, Abrafi. Um, I think a lot, a lot of our growth is uh, being inspired by other people. You know, other people do. And uh, you speak, if you tell, like, tell, I go on my wife, or I saw a person, I don't just say the name, whatever, but I do it like it's an amazing thing. So that's yeah, if you have a story that you saw a great Misa of a person who did something wonderful, you know, a story of Tzadikim or a guy, yeah, okay, no, of course, but I'm saying if you come in, if you come in and, you're, and, and all the conversation is not about you and me, you're right, there's nothing wrong with saying, I, I came back from Yeshiva and I'm inspired by, okay, <laughs> Yeah. You, you, you could be you could be inspired you could be inspired by somebody and you can mention that to somebody once in a while or whatever it is to say I was very inspired this story happened I'm talking about people who are just obsessed you know and they can't talk about themselves they can't talk about their lives they can't talk about or they feel a need to talk that's a normal thing you go into the dining room and you feel that you have to talk and, and you know and nowadays you know, you could, you could talk, people could talk about nothingness for a long time. You could Google nothingness for a long time. And that affects, it affects a person very much. A person has to be careful. Right, what does it say? I asked somebody, um, an expert in, in stuttering, and I asked him, Akasha, that it says, because he works on helping people talk. So I saw him, I, I met him the other day at a, at a, at a wedding, and, um, and he was telling me, I, I was asking him about speech, what, what does it mean, whatever. It was a very nice conversation. And then I said, but the Gemara says, which means you're supposed to make yourself like someone who doesn't talk in this world. So your whole profession is to talk. It's to teach people how to talk. But the whole purpose of this world is not to talk. Right? Like the Gemara says, that's why we have two ears and one mouth. You're supposed to listen. You're not supposed to talk so much. So he told me a great thing. He gave me a great answer. He says, somebody who's a, who has trouble talking, so they measure their words before anything comes out of their mouth. Like they, they like choose their words because they know they don't have that many words that they could say. So they don't just say anything. They, they are very, very, very specific in exactly what comes out of their mouth. So that's the shot. That you always make yourself that like, I have... I, if I only had five words, you know, that's why Rashi, why is Rashi, Rashi? Rashi's the, the, the greatest Rebbe of everyone because he, he took a million, a hundred, hundreds of words and put it into three words. 
you know, the, the less a person says, the more powerful it is. You know, uh, you had a question? Yeah. yeah. In, the, in the context of, say, like a therapy or a child oh, or something. Oh, right, right. Okay, yeah. Okay, good. So, so we've said that many times in the shir. Um, one of the things that it's even, even a mitzvah um, is that if you're talking to someone to vent, you're not just sitting around talking just to talk, but you're talking to someone to help you grow and to help you understand, then, then there's that, that's, that's not lushing up. That's fine. It's 100% fine. Now, hopefully the person listening to you, it's important, you know, is, is not like, you know, but, but, but we could assume anyone in, in, uh, as a therapist or a Rebbe or someone who understands, you know, is not, is not taking it as lush mark. That's a great question. Yes? The five says on this, on that Gemara. Yeah. Right. says, not just, he's not allowed to talk. He's not allowed to say extra things that aren't Torah or whatever. He says, however, if you're the type of person that will get depressed, if you don't smooth with people, if you're even about nothingness, right. you keep quiet all day, you're going to get depressed for this generation qualified. So he says that you could be go ahead and smooth in order mm-hmm. that you don't get depressed. But he says, that, I guess it's a suggestion, that he says over there that a person should make a very strong sayak that when he schmoozes about even nothingness, he should make a siyad that he doesn't mention other people's names. He doesn't mm. talk about other people. Mm. Nice. As a suggestion, right? nice. in order to not fall into Lashon Hara, nice. make sure that you're very strong about not talking about other people. Right, not to say the names. Right, beautiful. And not to talk about other people. You should talk. Right, right, right. 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 Don't talk about other people. Right, good, beautiful, amazing. Thank you. That's great. Yeah, Rebzev. What do you do in a, Speaking, speaking, and you give a, a, a example and you find it afterwards that, this, that the name of you was someone who, who was disliked in the community. What, and you've said it? And you, you said this, you didn't know, you're a speaker. I don't know, I hear. I don't know. I would tell them to speak to you, Rubzev. I would tell them to speak to you, Rubzev, because you're a big tzaddik, Rubzev. So I tell them to learn some Mishnayas with you. To be Mechaper. Yeah, I don't know. If a person died, if a person did that already, I don't know what this, I don't know. He'd be in, he'd be, you have to daven. It's one of the things you daven for that Hashem should help you Right? right, that we that we daven every day, and Hashem should protect me from saying things that are not proper. Right, the dibur, have to daven for that. It's already post. Yeah, I don't know. It's tough. Yeah, from me. Somebody gets a call for a. Should have. Yeah. Unless the guy gets a call, that's an issue. As what? Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't. Yeah, I wouldn't. Yeah, I wouldn't mention it. Yeah. What? For example, what's a serious issue? What? Yeah, I don't. 
I don't think it's your I don't think it's your uh, responsibility necessarily to do that. Remember, there are five. There's toelas. There's uh, five toelas. You have to make sure that you're not. You know, you have to learn those halachas very well. You have to make sure there's not another way to accomplish it. You're not exaggerating. You know, there are different halachas and how to say things with toelas. It's hard. You have to let. Unless you don't like the guy. If you don't like the guy, then for sure it's good ammunition to take out your not liking this on him. Right? So it's hard. Very hard. Shaduchim is very difficult. Because on one hand, it's like, how could you not say something? Right? You would want someone to say something to you. Yeah, it's difficult. You have to learn the halachas. It's hard if you're uh, in your stage where you have... I don't know if you get a lot of calls or guys get calls about their roommates, about friends. Yeah. I don't know. My experience is that, that the people calling have a lot of interesting questions. So I try and stay very, you know... Uh, of course, if someone's a, a murderer, if someone's a, uh, a terrible person, if someone's a really, really terrible person, but how many terrible people are there? I mean, right? If they have an issue, they've got stuff. Everyone's got stuff. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I'm saying it's 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 a little complex. It's difficult. It's very difficult. I don't know. It's hard. A lot of people don't say anything. A lot of rabbanim will say you can't say anything until they're engaged. Some people say you have to say something before. There's a whole big. I'm sure you could you could. Uh, I'm sure you could talk. I'm sure there's a whole world of this conversation of how to deal with shaduchim and what to say. Huh? PLHS. What's that? Okay, yeah. Okay, right. So I'm saying there's a whole world. That's a whole world of shidduch and that's. Okay, right. Okay, that's what I'm saying. I don't know. We're, that's a whole another conversation about shidduchim and and uh, and what to say, what not to say, what you're allowed to say, what you're not allowed to say. Yeah. Again, unless unless the guy is a. You know, you know that he's a, you know, I don't know, a thief. He's a terrible guy. He's like the worst, you know what I mean? Again, you could ask a Shaila. You could find, you know, you could look into it. Okay, good. Okay, Hashem will help each and every one of us. Let us be Zoha to not speak any Lashon Hara, not to hear any Lashon Hara. And I think the, just to, just to um, back, just to give a little bit of a, of a foundation of Lashon Hara and a foundation of, of these things is all comes from negativity. That's where it comes from. It comes from being negative, seeing the negative, um, living with that, um, with negative thinking within yourself. When you are negative, so you see negative. And, and it's a normal thing for a person to be negative. It's a very normal thing for a person to be, to look at um, the cup half empty and to see um, negativity, not to feel, you know, good about himself. It's a very normal thing that a person's going to experience. The more a person works on himself and the more a person works to be more positive, a person works more to love himself, a person works more to work with himself. And that takes time. It's not something that happens overnight. It's something that takes time that a person can, can create his new, right? Like we've said many times, a person's thoughts 
are usually the same thoughts over and over and over. 90%, 80% of a person's thoughts are the same exact thoughts. And they could be negative, they could be negative thoughts. When a person learns to put in more positive thoughts, a person learns to see the good. A person learns, and I'm saying the word learn, and I'm underlining that word learn, because you really have to teach yourself how to think more positively. You really have to teach yourself how to see the good. It's not something that just happens. You really have to teach yourself and learn how to see the beauty in yourself and in others. And until a person does that, the natural thing is he's going to see a situation and he's going to say, this is a negative situation, and he's going to tight it up. He's going to you know, look at it and say, this is a terrible situation. Yeah, you had a question, Zach? Uh, yes. I noticed that very often when people are, I mean, call, I should call, call whatever you want, negative uh, speech by right. people. Um, very often, unless it's like the person really hurt uh, the person who's talking, like, in other words, unless the person is venting about it, right. it's usually projection of something like they Correct. themselves. Correct. And I think, I think um, speaking about other people doing the same thing that you're doing is a way of coping with it. Correct. And it's a way of trying to control like the outside because it's a lack of control inside. Correct. So I'm, and then Rabbi started saying about how when you start working on yourself it right. goes away naturally. Right. It, like the best way, the best remedy to actually like deal with this is Correct. to change your yourself. Mind. Yeah. Correct. Like in your own self. Right, mind. exactly. Yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful. What Zach what Zach is saying is is he's saying that, and this is something we say all the time, but this is, he's saying it so well, I'm just saying it louder, I don't know if everybody heard, is that the only way to really change somebody else, quote-unquote, is, is you, don't, you don't change anyone else. You, you change yourself. When a person changes himself, suddenly he changes other people because it's all a projection of yourself. Suddenly your roommate, you can handle your roommate, not because your roommate changed but because you change. Suddenly the world looks so much more beautiful because you're looking at the world more beautifully. Right? Beautiful. Shkof Zach. Beautiful Zach. Love it. And like I said yesterday, right? Zach is, uh, is, uh, is practicing what he preaches. He's, that's, that's what you're doing. That's what you're doing. Many, many of us. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Beautiful. Beautiful. Ah. Very good. That's Rabbi Akiva. Very good. Beautiful, beautiful. Thank you, Rabbi Regensburg. Right, it's true. And I think that was... Oh, I, I, think that, I think that what's amazing, I think what's amazing is that, is that um, we get lost. That's, that's where we start off. We get lost in, in really looking at other people a certain way, and we could swear. We could swear that that's true. We could swear and say, what do you mean? But it's that person. For us, it's like, what do you mean? It really, truly is that person. And the challenge, 
the challenge that we have is the fact that it's, it's easier to look at it that way because then I don't have to change. We always have to remember that. If, I, if that person's the problem, then I don't have to do anything. If I'm the problem, then I have to do something about it. And we don't want to have to do something about it. The natural thing is, well, I don't want to have to change. I want my wife to change. I want my wife to change. I want my kids to change. I want my roommate to change. I want my father. How many people are like, oh, if only my father, if only my mother, right? What would that do if they would change? Then I don't have to change. If my father changes and my mother changes and everybody around me changes, then I could just be, be who I am and everyone's going to you know, take care of me and make sure that everything's good, good for me. But, 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 if, but if they're a problem... It's not so much the problem that I'm facing with the person. It's the fact that I don't want to. I don't want to have to change myself. I don't want to have to change myself. Even though at the end of the day, when a person changes himself, that's really when he begins to be free. When you realize that your life belongs to you. When you realize that you're the captain of your ship. When you realize that you are the one who can, can control your your own life. And not only that, you can control. It's the only thing that you could control. It's the only thing that you have power over. When a person realizes that the only thing he has power over is himself and not other people, that's when you begin to live your life. Because as long as you are living in the world of everybody else, and everybody else is going to control me, and the weather will control me, and my roommates will control me, and my parents, and society, and my teachers, and my everything, whatever it might be, they are controlling me, and I don't have full control over my life. That's a very, very scary, that's very, very scary to live in that type of world. It's very, very scary to live in a world where you are um, the puppet of everybody else around you, as opposed to, I can make my decisions, I can live the life that I want to live, I want to choose to be happy. I want to choose to be free of anxiety. I want to choose to have a connection to Hashem, have, have a connection to His Torah, have a connection to myself. That's when a person begins to really live. Yes, Rafael. Many times when we don't want to be controlled by other people and not be dependent on other things or other people, we pull away from enjoying those things. Like let's say, I don't want the weather to control me, so I'll never I'll contemplate on the fact that it's a nice sunny day and enjoy it because... Right, so you actually enjoy it, you enjoy it even more. When you have something that you're in control of, you actually enjoy it even more. The reason what do you do that, with that tendency? Right, so I, I, I'll explain. When, when, a, when a person in, in Precious, Ramchal speaks about this a lot. When a person, not a lot, but this is where I got, the, this is where it gets clear. You know, wh- why, why is it that in our generation, where there's so much abundance of everything, people are, are more depressed than they've ever been? It doesn't, it doesn't make sense. They have everything. They have everything. Because the, the nature of a person is, is that when I, when I don't make the decision on something, so then I don't, I'm not as much part of it. I'm not deciding it. I'm not choosing it. I'm not connecting to it. 
So when a person, uh, the reason addictions are, is very popular nowadays, right? People are very, have a lot of addictions and addictions and it's going to become more and more and more popular that people are, are, are addicted to things. The reason is, is because they can't enjoy one cup. They can't enjoy one cup of something. I need two. They can't enjoy one song. I can't enjoy one movie, right? How can I enjoy one movie if I could watch ten movies? And then you're, you're, you're watching five different movies, right? That's what people tell me. I don't know how it works. A guy will watch two different movies at the same time or something like that. I don't know. Is that right? Something like that? Are they... Yeah? That happens. In the same moment? Or like Not in the same moment, but you'll have, you'll have something else. You go to one, go to the other. Right, people are in the middle of 10 TV shows, right. Right, you don't feel obligated to... Right, you could keep on going. So what happened? So what happened? Huh? Okay, so I'm saying you're, 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 you're totally... Now, if you had one movie a week or one television show a week that you could watch, you would enjoy it more. You would prepare for it. You get your popcorn, you get your, your thing, you'd sit there and you'd really, 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 why? Why? Because there's a, there's a hasmana, there's a, there's a pre- preparation, you, you're mindful of it, you're there. If you had one little thing of alcohol, somebody has one little shot for, the, for, for whatever it is, for the kiddish, and you have one shot, right, you savor it, you're going to savor it. If you have a whole bottle, right, it's the old story, when the guy's taking a shot and his hand, his left hand, right, notice next time you're sitting there and someone's drinking, right? He's drinking, and as he's drinking, he's holding, right, he's holding the bottle. He's like, he's scared, like he's holding the bottle, right? He wants to make sure that he has, so what does that do for a person? It means that I'm not in control. I'm not in control. I have zero control, right? When a person says, I am choosing to enjoy, let's go out, it's a beautiful, tomorrow the weather is going to be 80 degrees and sunny and this. Let's go and you tell your wife, let's go on a picnic, let's go pack up, let's go prepare for that day because it's a beautiful day. And you go, you will enjoy that day more than if you just happen to be walking and it's a beautiful day. So, so when a person does that anyway and says, I'm going to have a wonderful day, I'm going to have a great day, I'm going to choose to have a great day, then he connects the things in his life to that, as opposed to, you know, as opposed to that I need that thing to make me happy. It's the exact opposite. You enjoy it so much more. Choose to enjoy something so that so the you enjoy it exactly is much greater, correct? When you choose, right? That's right. When you choose, that's that's very good. When you choose to enjoy something, when you make a decision that I want to enjoy, I want to sit down, right? If you go out to a restaurant, you say, I am right now deciding that I'm going to put this money aside, I'm going to get this thing on the menu, I'm going to sit there, I'm going to dress up. And go there, enjoy, right? You enjoy it much more. You have the whole ambiance around you. The problem is we don't do that. So when a person doesn't do that, he doesn't enjoy anything. Doesn't enjoy anything. Just it right, correct. Yes, Yona. How about expectations? What? You said, like, oh, this is going to be very good. Now, well, I mean, you're saying you have too many expectations of what? You said, this 
Right. 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 You're saying you're saying that sometimes, right? You're saying that sometimes people don't do that because they don't want to be disappointed. So let's talk out a situation like that. Let's talk out a situation like that. It depends what your attitude is for the thing. What 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 is it? What is meaning? What I need a live example. It's hard to. And who are you going with? Right. Right, and the food's not so good. Yeah. So what is that? Wait, wait, just. Why not? Maybe she. You're going. She. What about me? Maybe me. Okay, there are situations, so one second, there are situations where it just doesn't go... Correct, spontaneous is also very good. I'm not saying that that's not, but I'm saying if you plan to go out on a date with your wife, you plan to go out and sometimes it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. But I just want to say something. If you have a great relationship and you're working on your relationship with your wife, so that will trump everything else that's not going well. That will trump the restaurant, that'll trump the bus ride, that'll trump everything else because I'm spending time with my wife. Because I'm choosing to spend time with my wife. It's a hard example because, because it's a theoretical example. I don't really like so many theoretical examples. But the shot is, is that if a person chooses to say, I wanna try and have a good time, he will therefore try as best as he can to see the good. He'll try. I agree with you that there are times where a person can plan something and it can then be, you know, the plan doesn't, doesn't work out. But it's really the weather within that I could say, oh, the reason it didn't work out is because the food wasn't good. The conversation wasn't good. The service wasn't good. The weather wasn't good. Or I could say, right, even though the weather's not good, even though the conversation's not good, even though the food's not good, I want to try and figure out how to make this great, how to make this time together. Let me ask you a question, Yona. If that was the last, not you, if somebody was dying, God forbid, and that was the last time he's going out to uh, dinner with his wife, would he make sure he'd have a good time with her? Why? Maybe there would be something that would come up. What? So? So therefore what? No matter what, he's going to make sure that he's going to have a good time. No matter what, he's going to make sure. He's going to appreciate the small things. Exactly. So when a person lives like that, when a person lives like that, when a person lives that I am in control of my life, the problem is, Yona, like you're saying, the problem is that we don't realize how much control we have of our lives. We think that there are other people who are controlling our life. We think that it's other things that make us happy or don't make us happy. We don't realize that we are the ones 
who can decide whether today I'm going to have a good day, a happy day, a connected day, or not. And even though till now I might not have had that, right? You're 19 years old, you're 20 years old, you're 25 years old. It doesn't matter. You could say, what do you mean? But I haven't had it till now. The problem is, is that that gives control to your past as well. When you say, I didn't do anything till now, so I'm not going to do it now, you're giving full, full power to your past. And like I've said many times, yesterday, and this is a fact, yesterday is further away from a million years from now. Think about that. Yesterday is further from you than a million years from now. Why? Because you, yesterday is dead. There's nothing you could do about yesterday. Nothing. It's finished. It's over. You will never ever for the rest of in, in the infinite nitzchias of, of eternity will never have yesterday. Ever, ever, ever. So what could I do? What I could do is I could say, how could I make today great? What could I do on this date that I'm having with my wife, even though it might be raining or I'm nauseous from the bus ride? Thank you, Yona. Thank you. I respect your question. And you know what? Like you said, Yona, sometimes, sometimes things could, could be messed up. Sometimes it happens. Sometimes it doesn't work out, and you learn from your mistakes, whatever it might be. Okay, I want to learn just, a, um, just to end off um, in the Mesil Yasharim just for a minute um, as we're wrapping up today. You know, one of the things we've been talking about this parak, and I think it's very important, um, and this is hard to hear sometimes, that is that um, what is my purpose in this, in this world? Why am I put on this world? What is my tachlis? Tachlis is, is, means what's my end game? What's my end game? What's my final purpose on, to be on this planet? And the Ramchal says very, very clearly two things that I want to focus on. He says more than two things, but I just want to focus on two things just to, just to review it and just to sort of um, end off um, you know, today or begin today with this. The, the first thing that the Ramchal says that is so crucial for each and every one of us and the purpose of life your purpose, one of your purposes of life is to figure out why you're here on this planet. That's one of the reasons you're put on this planet. One of the reasons we're put on this planet is to understand why I'm put on this planet. That's one of the things that a person is supposed to figure out. Why did Hashem make me the way He made me? Why did He give me the parents that He gave me? Why did He give me the siblings that He gave me? Why did he make me look the way I looked? Why did he give me the weaknesses that I have? Why did Hashem give me the talents that I have? Why? What, what's the purpose? What does Hashem want from me? Why am I here on this world? What is the purpose? Is it just to eat, to drink, to go to college, to make money, to get married, to have children? And what that comes into is what am I supposed to do here this week? Why am I here in yeshiva? Why did I come to yeshiva? Why am I here this today? Why am I here this week? What's it all about? That's question number one for a person to always be asking himself. How can I get, and that's part of, that's part of how a person also learns to live and connect to, to life. When a person has his why, when a person has one of the books, one of the books that I suggest for people to read 
is by Simon Sinek, and the book is called Start With Why. Because when a person understands why he's doing what it is that he's doing, when you understand, why am I in yeshiva? Why am I sitting in Masil Sharm this morning? Why did I wake up this morning? Why am I here? What, what, am I, what, what do I want to accomplish this week? When you're sitting in front of, your, right, you're about to go into therapy. What is my goal before I enter therapy? What am I trying to accomplish? Why am I in therapy? Why am I talking? Why am I opening up this Gemara and I'm learning Gemara? Why? Why am I davening to Hashem? When a person tries and he understands more, why did I come to Yeshiva? What am I trying to accomplish? That's one of the most important things for a person to ask himself and to re-ask himself. That's number one. That's number one. And the second thing, the second thing that the Ramchal says, to end off the parak, really he says, very clearly, is he says that a person's enjoyment in this world is very limited. A person is limited in his enjoyment. The ultimate enjoyment that a person will have in this world is his connection to Hashem. All the other enjoyments that a person has are really, really, uh, are not as strong as a person's connection to Hashem, person's connection to the Torah, person's connected to tefillah, really ultimately a person's connection to Hashem. Now what bothers us sometimes when we hear that is a person says, but I don't feel that. A lot of times a person waits to come into the base medrash and I want to feel the same feelings of the physical things that I do. And the answer is you're not going to feel the same feelings that you do in physical things. When it comes to your relationship with Hashem, that's something that takes a lot of work. It's something that takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of understanding. And it takes a lot of development. When it comes to enjoying, you know, watching a movie, when it comes to enjoying a drink, when it comes to enjoying gashmias, physical things, you don't have to work if you're healthy. You don't have to work to enjoy physical things. You don't have to work to enjoy sleep. You don't have to work to enjoy physical things. But to have a relationship with Hashem, to have a relationship with anyone for that matter, but to have a relationship with Hashem, it takes work, it takes time, and it takes, it takes patience, and it takes a person understanding himself for that matter. You have to first even understand yourself. You have to know who you are. And it's something that takes um, a person understanding that, that, that it's, good. it's not as easy as I think it is. It's not as easy as I think it is. Okay, question, comments, and then we'll wrap up for today. Hashem should help all of us. Yaakov, nothing today. Yosef, yeah. Um, like, whenever you're doing something in life, it's like, you always got to think about, like, the payoff, like, what, what, what's, like, the, the outcome, like, if it's what there, or is there, like, some stuff that you can just do, like, like, you really say, hey, I just feel like doing this, like, that's something right. like that. Right. So I would, so that's a great question. I first want to say, I just want to give a, a big shout out to Yosef, who's been coming here consistently for a few weeks. I really respect that. I respect, I respect you, you, you trying and, and really focusing on taking care of yourself in your life. Uh, just to answer your question, I think, that, I think that the more a person can, can sort of make a list of the things that he wants to do and why he wants to do them, 
I would start with that. You're young. When you're young, you make a list. You say, what time am I waking up in the morning? Why am I waking up? Just make it once. You could do it once a month. Make a list of all the things you want to do. Why do I want to do it? Why, if you ask yourself, why are you coming to Mesil Sharm? I, I want to come to Mesil Sharm. Why? I'm in yeshiva. Why? Write a little paragraph. Write a little sentence. Why? I want to, I want to have a better relationship with my parents. Why? I want, to, I want to stop doing X, Y, and Z. I want to stop you know, uh, drinking. I want to stop smoking. I want to, I want to stop you know, escaping on my phone. Why? Why? Because the more you get clear of your why, the more sustainable, and sometimes when you have hard days, you can look back and say, and say, why? Why am I really doing this? Sometimes we forget why we're doing what we're doing. But when we remind ourselves, it gives us a lot of strength and it gives us focus. And it gives us the ability to really sustain that which we're, that, that. I think someone said, you know, discipline is remembering your why. So if you have trouble in your discipline, remembering why you're doing what you're doing. That's why you do something consistently. When you're inconsistent, it's because usually you forget your why. Why it is that I'm doing what I'm doing. So thank you. Hashem will help us all. We should be zochel, like we said. It doesn't matter what you did yesterday. It doesn't matter what you did last night. It doesn't matter what you did a week ago. That doesn't, there's nothing you could do for that. The only thing you could do for that is you could try and have a great today. And if you're worried about your future, your future's not here. There's nothing you could do about your future either. The best thing that a person could do for his future and his past is to try and have the best day, to try and create the best day that you possibly could create. So Hashem will help us all. We should be Zoha to create an amazing first day of the rest of your life. Have a wonderful day, everybody.